Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So I got a review recently from a client who kindly started with the words, why is Nick so brilliant? Which is nice, but I'm not, I'm not really talking about, I'm not, <laughs> I am showing off slightly, but what I'm really talking about is the use of that review in the context of people who might be looking to work with me. And this is an example in a way of something called paratext. Paratext in a a sort of a story sense is anything that is around the story, around the narrative, but not part of the narrative. So the, the question is, are we using paratext in our business to frame what we do in the most effective way, right? And I'm going to give you a few examples of different kinds of paratext because it can be a lot of different things. You know, for example, when I started reading The Overstory by Richard Powers, I mentioned that book before, it's a 2018 novel, um, really based around people and, and things to do with trees. It's an extraordinary book. And the reason I started reading it is because someone else who I really admire had written about the sort of the profound experience they had reading this book, The Overstory. So the, the, it wasn't a review really, but the kind of word of mouth recommendation they'd given was a kind of a paratext around that story. Likewise, there were reviews of, of the Thor film, Love and Thunder, that, that stopped me going to cinema to see it earlier on in the summer, even though the last Thor film I absolutely loved. And it's the same creative team behind the new one, but just the early reviews, just, they just weren't that good. And the paratext of those reviews stopped me going to the cinema. And in fact, I watched, my son's been home for the weekend, which has been fantastic. And I watched the Thor Love and Thunder with him at the end of last week and really enjoyed it. Perhaps partly because my expectations have been set low by the paratext, right? And this is, this is one of the things we can use these paratexts, not just to kind of increase the likelihood that someone will do something or not do something, but also to change the way they kind of fundamentally feel about it because we're sort of in, you know, we're herd animals, aren't we? Most of us in some sense. So this is one of the reasons why reviewers and, and particularly well thought of reviewers have so much power because they can kind of start the conversation. They can tip the conversation in a certain way. You know, and as storytellers, as marketers, we want to use paratext. We want to use the things around the thing to create the best possible environment for us to, to sell our stuff. And I don't mean sell in the kind of sell at all costs way. I mean, sell it to the right people, the people for whom it will give, you know, decent value. And of course you can do this wrong. You can overdo it. There was a, there was a movie back in the early 2000s called Rain of Fire. And I remember the poster for that. And a poster for a movie is, is like a trailer for a movie. It's kind of a paratext, right? And the poster for Rain of Fire, and Rain, by the way, I think was spelled R-E-I-N-G. Sorry, G. R-E-I-G-N, Rain, as in Royal Rain. Rain of Fire showed this dragon, this extraordinary dragon, raining fire, boiling fire down onto the Houses of Parliament in London. And everything was aflame. It's incredibly dramatic kind of image. Now, I might be wrong because it's... 20 years probably since this film came out, but my memory of the actual movie 
is that it essentially had no dragons in it. Well, maybe, maybe there was a dragon right at the start and everything else was, well, there was no dragon. That's my memory. And I'm, I apologize to the filmmakers if, I, if I've got that wrong, but I came out of that movie thinking that the poster had utterly oversold what we were going to see. Not that the story itself wasn't necessarily good, right? But the, there was a mismatch between the paratext of the poster and the delivery. And of course, that's one of the things that we, as, as I hate this word really, authentic storytellers, as authentic storytellers, we need to not only make sure that our paratexts are putting things in the best light, selling things to the, you know, to the right audience, but also make sure that they're not overselling because we want to build relationships. We want long-term trust. And of course, the worst thing we can do for trust is to take the money essentially and run, which is what so much of the kind of the online marketing BS sort of stuff kind of does. We overpromise, 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 take the money, underdeliver, underdeliver, underdeliver. And that's not what we want. But I think we can still be intentional. We can still choose the paratext that we use and promote and what have you. And this particular review that a client left for me is going to be really useful for a certain subset of my, my clients, because the guy is successful. He has credibility he has a, you know, he has a following and, you know, I can use it in a, in a natural, authentic way to speak to a certain section of the audience that I'd like to engage more with. And the point is that even if you don't have clients like that, you're starting somewhere. So when we do a great job, you know, we might get a review from, from someone who's just, just use, use us a little bit, but the review still really, it's still relevant. You know, we can choose to create our own paratext. I mean, in a sense, the, the business storytelling glossary that I've created is a paratext that speaks to my expertise. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm creating content on the website that isn't necessarily part of the course. It's not necessarily part of the, the sort of sequence, the sign up sequence on the website, but it creates the context in which people might make decisions about me, my expertise, my experience, and then dig deeper into the site, into the, the story, the world, the story world that, that I'm creating. So paratexts can be really important and they can be really small because even small things can be powerful. And especially when we use them with intention, it's one of the ways we can make sure that our story increasingly means business. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.